interesting when you listen to different perspectives when it comes to the coronavirus. COVID-19. Tony Scott's Random Podcast. How are you today? Hope everything is going great for you. Uh, This is a podcast that's about all kinds of different things. That's why it's called the Random Podcast. And we put it up every Wednesday. You know, people and their take on the coronavirus is, like I said, always interesting, fascinating, at least to me. Uh, There's a guy who comes on Vanderpump Rules, some kind of reality show named Jax Taylor. He believes coronavirus is a punishment from God. Last Sunday, he went on a long social media post that suggested that the coronavirus was because of the sins of humanity. Quoting now, I know a lot of people out work and are having a rough time and that sucks and I'm so sorry, but I feel this is a punishment from the man upstairs. I really think he's tired of the way we treat people. He's tired of how we treat the planet. Probably thinks some of us are ungrateful. I mean, I could go on and on, but this is like a serious timeout for the world. Let's show the man upstairs that we can do better for ourselves and humanity. And he concluded his message by saying he's done so much for us, it's time to pay him back. And I understand where he's coming from, but I have to respectfully disagree. I was raised this way. My mom used to always tell me God doesn't punish anybody. He forgives, but he doesn't punish anybody. He would like for you to talk to him and get closer to him, but God doesn't punish anybody. This is what my mom told me over and over again. So I just I just can't wrap my head around what this Jax Taylor is saying, although I respect his right to say it. Absolutely respect that. Pharrell getting no respect on the Internet. He went on social media and tweaked a link to a GoFundMe with the caption. Hospitals are running low on mass gowns and other critical items. We need to replenish their supplies, take action, make a donation and ask others to join the fight. We're in this together. Let's protect the responders on the front lines and people clap back. On Twitter, one person said, I just want to make sure I got this correct. They're trying to raise $10 million. You're worth $150 million, but you're asking our broke asses to donate. Do I have that right? Someone else responded with, we're being laid off and can't pay our bills, but thanks for asking. So Pharrell clarifies, says, so sorry if I wasn't clear. Of course, I donated, but I wanted to make sure my followers had a way to get involved that they needed to. It's tough right now for everybody. So for someone to ask civilians, those of us who are not worth millions and billions of dollars to donate when we're really worried about how we're going to pay the rent. Probably not the move you want to make. And there's all kinds of people doing all kinds of things. A guy in Tampa, church pastor, uh, the pastor Brown, he says, unless there's a rapture, this church is going to stay open. Well, they told him in Tampa they can't do that, but he did it anyway. So he got arrested. The Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department uh, arrested him for being open And there's also the six-foot rule that you're supposed to stay apart from each other. He violated that because people in church close to each other and all that, they don't want to have that. In his mugshot, he doesn't look happy at all. They're trying to save people. You're trying to save people on a spiritual level. I get that. But for the time being, just stream your message, man. That's all. Help people help themselves. How about that? How about we try that for once? The Olympics are going to have a new start date in July of 2021. It'll be July 23rd. And all athletes that already qualified and quota places already assigned, all that's going to stay unchanged. The president wanted the the country to get back on its feet by Easter. Well, that's not going to happen, and he finally recognized that. The social distancing guidelines have been extended until the end of April. Some people say that his whole thing about Easter was a hoax. was Not not a hoax, but it was was a bluff because he was trying to get the stock market started again. And so he said that, hoping that, you know, it would change things. Don't know if it has or not. He ain't got a lot of credibility with a lot of people right now. And the amazing thing is some politicians were saying, look, he's given out truthful information. No, he's not. 
Oh, he's not. It's documented what he has said. Have you seen the commercial that's running? They use his words against him. Have you seen that yet? His campaign has tried to get that cease and desist order to keep that commercial from running, but it hasn't worked, has it? That commercial is brutal. They need to play that over and over again because that thing is, woo. The other day, he's talking about how great ratings are when he does these coronavirus updates. Why? Nobody nobody cares about that. I almost cussed. <laughs> nobody gives a damn about that. I did cuss. But the way he looks at the world is completely different than the way you and I look at the world. The world is all about him in his eyes. And thinking that your ratings are great in this crisis that we're in is ridiculous. Now, some people don't believe that the rules apply to them. Right? A strip club in Southern California called uh, Bliss Showgirls. They didn't comply with the shutdown order of non-essential businesses. Don't know if you heard, but strip clubs are, are deemed non-essential. And a TV station uh, sent some reporters in undercover to record footage of patrons coming in and out, showing it was completely open. Their own social media account says they were not closing. So when the TV station interviewed uh, the owner of the club, he says that, that was a disgruntled ex-employee who hacked the account. And then when they pressed him a little bit, he says he didn't want to talk anymore. But when it aired, L.A. Sheriff's Department paid them a visit. It was in City of Industries, an unincorporated area of L.A., uh, they shut them down. And there was a guy in New Jersey, or actually a guy in Maryland, who was throwing like house parties. And they shut him down because they told you not to do that. He had like 60 people at his house. But they're not going to let that happen. Sean Marshall Myers, 41, was arrested Friday night. Officers found 60 people hanging out around a bonfire at his home in Hughesville. Now, this is the second time he did this since Governor Larry Hogan issued an emergency order banning gatherings of more than 10 people. So they went to his house back on the 22nd of March after getting another complaint about a party there. He agreed to disperse the crowd then, but when he did a party last Friday night, he would not. He refused to do that. So now he gets to keep his social distance by way of jail. Bet your family's proud. Folks who started hoarding stuff from the grocery store are going to get a little bit of a surprise because uh, Trader Joe's is following Costco's lead. On returns, you know, Trader Joe's had this policy where there's like a no questions asked. As long as you had your receipt, you could bring it back. But now they're going due to current circumstances. We are unable to accept returns on overbought products. So if you bought a bag of chips and you didn't like them, yeah, you can take those back. But if you bought like 20 bags of chips, they're not going to take them back. In Costco, they got a no refunds policy on stuff that everybody's been buying, like toilet paper and hand sanitizer and wipes and Lysol. No dice. Costco's talk to the hand. We're not taking it back. I don't think for health reasons, you, you should take back toilet paper anyway. Well, it's still in the package. It hasn't been opened. But how do I know you didn't shoot something in with a needle? How do I know that? I don't know you, man. You look funny to me. And Trader Joe's is telling their customers, don't bring your reusable bags here. And while you're standing in line to get checked out, you got to stay six feet apart. I saw a picture of people at the grocery store. They're not staying six feet apart. American Idol, they're not going to film in studio because of the coronavirus. But the show's going to go on. They plan to produce the show, but the judges will be at their homes and viewers will decide who wins and who doesn't. You know, the big story, uh, pop culture wise, has been this show Tiger King. And it starred Joe Exotic, who is now locked up in jail for a lot of things. I think he got like 22 years. My youngest daughter was watching some of the episodes and I was watching but not watching because I was doing something else. It was taking up a lot of my time, but I was in the room. He's a strange man. But apparently Cardi B was watching and she's a very big fan of Joe Exotic. And she had said she was going to start a GoFundMe page for him. Now, what's he going to do with that? He's in jail. Is that to pay for lawyers or something? Anyway, GoFundMe says, no, you can't do that. 
GoFundMe doesn't allow money to be raised on its platform to fund the defense of inmates convicted of violent crimes. And I think one of his charges, I think, was like taking a hit out on somebody, wasn't it? It violates uh, their terms of service. The account had raised $100, but it was shut down. But Cardi B goes, I was just playing. I was playing. I kid. I kid. I kid. I'm just playing. I wasn't serious. Who took me serious? I was, I was just playing about this whole thing. I'm, I'm no. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Hey, getting well to DJ Jazzy Jeff. He's recovering from pneumonia in both lungs. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Remember that? He says he lost his sense of smell and taste. Now, that's one of the signs of the coronavirus. Now, he's not saying whether he has coronavirus, but his symptoms kind of like point in that way, kind of, sort of. And Chris Cuomo from CNN, the brother of the governor, Andrew Cuomo of New York, has been diagnosed with COVID-19. He's feeling good. He's going to keep doing this 9 p.m. program, uh, Cuomo Primetime, from his house. He posted on Twitter in these difficult times that seem to get more difficult and complicated by the day. I just found out that I am positive for coronavirus. I've been exposed to people in recent days who have subsequently tested positive and I had fevers, chills and shortness of breath. I just hope I didn't give it to the kids and Christina. That would make me feel worse than this illness. That's the third case of coronavirus involving CNN space in New York City. Something happened earlier in March. Coronavirus, by the way, if you don't know, is mutating. What does that mean, Tony? Well, there are eight strains of coronavirus now. When I saw that headline, I was like, oh, my God. Now, this is fairly common, is what they're saying. The different mutations are not more lethal. This is according to Trevor Bedford, whose website, nextstrain.org, is tracking the viruses from samples provided to him from throughout the world. And like I said, the mutation is a common thing, but still. I meant to play this for you last week. Uh, Mike Tyson's, have you ever watched, what's, what's that? Hotboxing his uh, show on YouTube. He has some pretty good guests on there. He had Eminem on there, and he was telling Eminem. He was giving Eminem his flowers. And you're not no guy somebody gave anything. Everything you got was f***ing not even giving to you slave for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, the, only, you're the only white guy that knows what it's like to be a <laughs> <laughs> Not sure how to answer that. <laughs> what? what? in the hell <laughs> Mike Tyson yes oh man there's a new challenge going around social media the naked challenge you walk in totally naked on your significant other while they're playing video games and you record their reaction now don't show yourself naked because they'll take that down but if you want to have fun with that do so and close the blind nobody needs to see that French police have shared that some of the stranger calls they're getting since the quarantine there began including can my husband spend the weekend with his mistress a stranger caress my horse is there a risk it's contaminated well if it's genuine there's a possibility yes you know his pony a guy tried to avoid a police lockdown checkpoint in italy so he rode his bike into the sea about 20 police officers went to a british comedy club because they saw a facebook live stream of a show going on inside you can't do that no large gatherings right so they show up but the it was actually a, a tape it was not live it was recorded weeks ago and put up so the police got fooled bamboozled they got led astray hoodwinked you might say if only they had used that phrase in a movie rich people from new york city who are quarantining at their mansions in the hamptons are paying limo drivers to bring their mail to them from the city i guess and the coronavirus has already there's already a movie being made in canada it's called corona it's described as a canadian thriller they just filmed it last month just before it went global the pandemic no interest I'm living in it. Do I need a movie about it? Johnson & Johnson are going to begin testing coronavirus vaccines in September. The plan is to do the clinical trials 
with the goal of having it ready to be sent out sometime in early 2021. It's going to be a long year, man. Work on the vaccine began in January alongside the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority. That's a division of the Department of Health and Human Services. They got about a billion dollars to spend on everything. And they're not the only ones. The National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases received a vaccine from Moderna, a biomedical company. They got that last month. And the trials were supposed to start earlier this month. So there's that. Now, don't think that they're not watching. Talking about like police and stuff. If you're getting out of the house, and there are people who were snitching on you, just so you know. But a 24-year-old New Jersey woman, she's actually charged with breaking the state stay-at-home order after she threw a Molotov cocktail at her boyfriend's house. Carly Russell has also been charged with arson and weapons offenses. That was last Wednesday. Now, the Molotov cocktail did not detonate. So you're just in all kinds of trouble because you threw a dud bomb. Earlier in the month, a 34-year-old woman was charged after reportedly going out to drink with a friend and getting into a car accident. So she gets charged with driving drunk, and she gets charged with being out of the house. A 25-year-old woman went to another woman's house and assaulted her. And there are reports of, of people spitting on cops who say they have the coronavirus, or maybe they do have the coronavirus. How do we stop that? Nobody should be spit on. Make an attempted murder. Let's see how that goes down. Can we do that? Kevin Hart and his wife, Aniko, are having their second child together, so I'm guessing Kevin's back is completely healed, right? A Florida politician has claimed he knows the cure for coronavirus. Bryant Culpepper from, is it Okeechobee County? Okeechobee County? Anyway, he told a public meeting that blowing a hairdryer up your nose will protect you from COVID-19. This is according to a program he watched on One American News Network. One of the foremost doctors, he says, who has studied the coronavirus Explain the nasal passages and the nasal membranes are the coolest part of the body, which is why the virus tends to go there until it then becomes healthy enough to go to the lungs. But he says it works. Once the temperature reaches 136 degrees Fahrenheit, the virus falls apart. It disintegrates. And how would you get the temperature up to 136 degrees up in your nose? A blow dryer. You hold a blow dryer to your face and you inhale through your nose and it kills all the viruses in your nose. That's stupid. That's what I'm thinking. Couples and engagements. Here's five facts about that. I told you we talk about random stuff here, right? The most common month to get engaged is in December. The most common days to get engaged are Christmas and Christmas Eve. 11% of people propose without a ring. How would you like, ladies, for your significant other to propose to you with no ring? Is it about the love or is it about the ring? I remember on the radio we talked about that with listeners one time, and I was surprised at the amount of women who say it's about the ring. Which made me kind of sad. More than 90% of couples shared the news they got engaged on social media. That's a good thing though, right? I mean, social media, when you think about it, is nothing but like a sizzle reel for your life. It's the highlight. Nobody puts, I mean, there are exceptions, obviously, but most people, they put the best things that happen in their life on social media. They don't put the bad things. Seven out of 10 people who receive an engagement ring have some involvement in picking it out or even paying for it. 27% of couples own a home together before they get engaged and 49% own a pet together. You know, I didn't officially propose to my wife. Actually, and you're going to think I'm an idiot, and I am an idiot. I just kind of handed her a ring. <laughs> Backstory time, right? So I was, uh, one Saturday, uh, we were going to a ball game. Me and my girlfriend, who eventually became my wife, my friend Doc Winter. Before the game, I had an appearance at a jewelry store. And while I was there, I bought an engagement ring like a five-figure engagement ring. And so I put it in my pocket. It was kind of cool. It was like in the fall. 
So summer was pretty much over. This was in St. Louis. Summer was pretty much over there. Had the ring in my pocket. So uh, we're sitting at the game. Me and Doc are watching the Cardinals. My wife was sitting with a friend, and they're chit-chatting away. And my wife tells us, well, my girlfriend tells this person, you know, Tony had an appearance at a jewelry store before we get into the game, so we almost didn't make the start. And, like, her friend says, he didn't get you an engagement ring? And she looks at me, she goes, why didn't you get me an engagement ring? And so I reach in my pocket, I go, here. <laughs> that's stupid. I know, I know, I know, I know. But that's really what happened. And so everybody's mouth dropped. And one of the coolest people on the planet is my friend Doc Winter. Nothing, nothing gets him off his center, right? And he looked at me with his mouth dropped open. And he goes, you know, I'm pissed. Because <laughs> I didn't even tell him, right? I didn't, he was the best man at my wedding. I didn't even tell him. <laughs> I was like, here. You know, I was like, just shush. I'm trying to watch the game, right? Now, admittedly, I'm, I'm the least romantic person walking earth right now. I am. Now, do I love my wife more than the next breath I'll take? Absolutely. Crazy about her. Nuts about her. But I just, I, she said, you, why didn't you give me an engagement ring? I, just, I said, here. And gave her a black box and the ring was in it. <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, I know. I know. I got three daughters. This kind of, this had me in my feelings. Alicia Keys, when she was 19, says she felt manipulated and objectified by a photographer who made her open her shirt and pull down the top of her jeans. Alicia detailed the photo shoot in her new memoir, More Myself. She writes in the book, the photographer convinced her team he needed to photograph her alone. And so they left. Who does that? And then he told her, her 19-year-old self, open up your shirt a little and pull the top of your jeans down a bit in the front. She writes, uh, quoted, now my spirit is screaming that something is wrong and that this feels sleazy, but my protests lodged in the back of my throat can't make their way out. I swallow my misgivings, tuck my thumb between the denim and my skin, and I obey. This was right around the time she was getting the songs in A minor uh, was coming, her first album. She went home and cried after the shoot, she says. She said her manager at the time was appalled when he saw the magazine cover a few months later. And Alicia Keys says she didn't recognize a woman in the photo and was embarrassed and ashamed of it. I now understand why the photographer wanted my team out of that room, she writes. A 19-year-old girl is more pliable than a set of grown-ass managers. On the day of the magazine's release, she said she wanted to throw up when she saw it on newsstands. She says, I swear that I'll never again let someone rob me of my power. It's a promise I still work to keep. And that makes me sad that she had to go through that at 19. My youngest daughter is 20. I don't know what I would do. Medication has... Uh, taking the violent streak out of me. But I think if my daughter went through something like that, I, I think I could bring up the violence and, and go and get it, man. And some of you say, yeah, but then you lose your freedom and all that. You know what? I give my life without blinking. I give up everything for my children. Have no problem with that at all. I've always felt that way. I think I get that from my dad. Carmelo Anthony was on Dwayne Wade's Swish Instagram live show. And during the show, Dwayne Wade's wife, Gabrielle Unit, asked Carmelo Anthony, Mel, in your own words, please tell us a story of when we were in the Bahamas and it didn't look like you were going to make it. Now, I had never heard this story before. But apparently, Carmelo almost drowned. I'm going to tell you the story right now. Man, we jumped off the boat in the Bahamas. We went, everybody swam to the little grotto over there underneath. Then we came out. 
all of y'all went to the boat and I'm I'm out. It was it was my fault though because I'm I'm still trying to see the last little bit of the uh the barracuda snorkeling and all that. So <laughs> <laughs> it was my fault that I I look up. The current is taking me in the middle of the ocean, like opposite from the boat. We couldn't see you. I know. And it was windy, it was all type of was going on through my head. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> then I see, I look up at the boat and I see, I see Braun jumps, Braun jumps off the boat like he is, like he's MacGyver. No, no, like that commercial that he had, the LeBron's like. He Yo, yes, yes, exactly. He jumped, he jumped off the boat into the water. He was bringing me back with one, with one arm. He's swimming, <laughs> he's swimming with the other arm and I, he carrying me in, the, in one arm. <laughs> I, told, I told people this story before I said, listen, I've seen LeBron do a lot of amazing things on the court. That was special. When he went and saved Melo, life. Nah, he's, nah, he saved my life. I, I, I can't hold you. He saved my life. He saved my life. He saved my life. Yo, Bron, I appreciate that. You, you saved my life that day. Yeah, shout out. Them little, them little flippers wasn't working for me. <laughs> wow. You know, and listening to that story, it reminds me, when I was like, who, how old was I? 14, maybe? 13, 14 years old? Uh, one summer in Galveston? Uh, me and a couple of buddies, uh, we had made friends with this kid who had Down syndrome. He was kind of a cool kid, you know? And he lived in a rich part of town. His, his family was well-to-do. In fact, at his house, he had a pool in the backyard. Well, why do you need a pool in the backyard if you live on an island surrounded by water? Well, he's got a pool in the backyard. And he invited us over. And his mom says, yeah, you guys come on over and stuff like that. I'll make sandwiches. You guys will have a great time, you know? Because she was trying to get her boy to socialize more. You know, he's got issues challenges so we went we were having a great time we're in the pool and this child with the down syndrome he wraps his legs around my waist and pulls me down into the water and he won't let me go he won't let i'm, I'm under i'm drowning i'm drowning underwater i mean i'm serious i was i've never told this story to anybody not my family not my wife not my kid i've never it just triggered a thought hearing carmelo talk about the time he almost drowned this kid with down syndrome was holding me underwater with his waist now keep in mind back then i must have weighed like 120 pounds i mean i was really really skinny then and what i did was i grabbed his foot and just started twisting it like i was going to twist his foot off that leg right and he let me go but I was so panicked, and I don't get panicked a lot, but I was a kid, I was like 14 years old, that my friend uh, Frank, Frank Urbina, man, I hadn't thought about him in a while, hope he's well. He grabbed my hand and he pulled me to the side of the pool. I just thought, of, I hadn't thought about that in Lord knows how many years. Wow, isn't it funny how the hearing something will trigger something that happened in your life that you hadn't thought about and may have forgotten about? So afterwards, you know, I mean, I wanted to leave. The hell with that kid, right? He tried to kill me, you know. But Frank and his brother Philip were telling me, yo, man, be calm, man. Be cool. Be cool. We'll leave in a few minutes. Let's get some sandwiches, though. <laughs> so, so I'm like, all right. So we eat the sandwiches, and we hang out for a little bit, maybe like 15, 20 minutes more, and then we leave. And mom, mom wasn't aware. She, mom was inside. She wasn't, like, watching her child. I guess she figured my son, who has Down syndrome, was out there with some fellows that look after him, right? So we're walking out and she goes, oh, you guys are leaving. Thanks for coming by. You guys will have to do this again. And we're like, yeah, yeah, anytime, anytime. We'll, we'll do this anytime. And I remember getting on our bikes and when we left, I was like, man, the only way I'm ever going back to that house is I'm burning it down, okay? Because that dude tried to kill me. He tried to kill me. 
Yes. 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 I remember that. And I'll leave it right there. <laughs> wow. Never even thought about that happening when it happened so many years ago until just now. It's amazing. All right. That's the uh, random podcast where I talk about everything. You can find me on everything social media at Tony Scott Media. We post this podcast Wednesdays on, uh, where do we put it? iHeartRadio, Apple, Google, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Anchor, all over the place, man. Shout out to Podcast Suites for providing the facility for me to do this podcast that I love to do every week. It's my release. Thank you, Mark McRae, for that. Also, shout out to Allison Seymour and Mark Clark. They are doing their afternoon show in Washington, D.C. on WHUR from their house. Technology is amazing. Download their free app, the Allison and Mark app. You can catch this show and other content for free. Absolutely. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to put in a credit. Nothing. It's absolutely free. Like Twitter. You couldn't spend money over there, I don't think, if you wanted to on the app. Unless something changed recently. Just saying. But anyway, thanks again so much. Take care of yourselves. Look out for each other. Wash your hands. And dry your hands. And we'll talk next week.